Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, it's the list, and your boy, not live. Apparently not. Apparently, Apparently not. not. I'll let the live chat know, though. Hey, Sean, yeah. question. Yeah. How did you set up the stream key when you set up the event? I used reuse settings from last time, just like I was taught. So let's just move on. Let's move on. Uh, I hope you guys are paying attention for your cues, so let's, let's just move on. So, uh, you know, Sean Ross Sapp the other day said to me, you know, Jimmy, now that we have this new media room up here and we've got like two chairs and all this stuff, we need to start bringing guests in. And he suggested Gail Kim, right, Sean? It's weird because I have to look over here to see Sean. I didn't suggest Gail Kim. Gail Kim is available for media interviews in Toronto next week. Okay, okay, there you go. Why not? So he suggested, hey, Gail Kim is available for media interviews. And I thought to myself, that could work. The only problem is, like, who's going to interview her? Because I don't have a ton of availability for that stuff. Unless we do something where Sean, like, on the screen, like I can see in front of me, interviews her. Uh, it'd be a little bit awkward. She'd be sitting by herself in a chair. But it could. that's a possibility that we could do it. Uh, but what I did do, Sean, was I decided that in the interim, since I am available... Uh, Wednesday, 6 to 7 o'clock, I decided in the interim to get us a ringer. A so ringer? A ringer. So I decided that in the interim, I would have a ringer to sit with me during the show whenever we don't have a special guest coming in. Like, say, if, you know, Gil Kim uh, comes in Friday, but every other day there's nobody here, I got a ringer. And I'm going to introduce this ringer right now. Nigel, hit their music. podcasting tip for you guys if four people talk at once including two of me people aren't going to keep listening to the show 
So, we can replace you. That's the solution. <laughs> Let me know how that you, works. You can't replace Sean on this podcast. Well, you have four buttons that say other ones. <laughs> no, you have four buttons that say right in the penis is what you have. Technically, we have five with Sean on it. Ooh. Technically, we have five. So what do you think of our new ringer? What do you think of our new addition to the show, Sean? Interesting. It's cool, right? I like it. What's up, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> You're real proud of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> you know how I always, I always say it's like you alternate surprises. Mm. This is definitely one of those where where it's alternated onto the womp womp. No, this was a good one <laughs> for you. Oh, it's good. Everybody's gonna enjoy oh, this one. Man. This one has so many uses, Sean. No, like what? You know, like whenever I want, I can just say, you know, I don't know. Uh... Right in the penis! <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, oh, let's by, move the way, on. by the way, I'm told in the live chat they can't hear Jimmy they at said all. It's fixed now. I just read all those, yeah. Is it fixed now? Can, can they hear? Because, I mean, I can hear, uh, I can hear all that. I mean, People tell me to read the live chat, and I'm thinking, what live chat? I don't I know hear, what the thing I'm working. Really? It's working? I it. yeah. I'm getting metering. I'm getting everything. It's on? Yeah. I mean, it's on. I mean so, long, so long as we're taping it, then we'll just have to put it up later. So you know uh, I mean? no Tony Giovanni interview segment today. Yeah. To Soon people's even going to be a challenge. Yeah, but uh, we'll, it always is. But. We, we might have to go 10 minutes past today in order to get it in. Let's move on. Uh, even though it's Wednesday, I'm going to ask Sean Rossap. How was your weekend, Sean? Even though it's Wednesday. USC 36. My weekend is Thursday, Friday. I was mm. telling Nigel that earlier. It's it's kind of Thursday, Friday. That's when I can take a few minutes and breathe. I got you. Yeah. My weekend was uh, memorable. On uh, Saturday night, I'm at home watching a movie with my wife. But before you say this, yeah. let me just say, the links some people will go to get their hands on the Fightful Championship. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I only saw a silhouette, so it's possible it was somebody in layers. Maybe Mel was there to, to, to try to get it. I don't know. I Are you saying you saw a little silhouette of a man? Do you have a man bun? Anyway, <laughs> Saturday night, I'm watching a movie with my wife at home, and suddenly we hear a really loud bang, right? And when we hear this loud bang... You said, we, who's taking the blue chew? We disregarded it. Because we thought, ah, the cat got into something, the cat knocked something over, disregarded it. About 10 minutes later, loud bang, glass breaks, security system goes off, all hell breaks loose. My wife checks the, the app for the alarm system, it says basement glass break. I run down to the basement and I run down and as I get down there I see a beam of light from a flashlight. It was an intruder that broke into the house. He turns a corner, he sees me, and he stops. I run at him using language I won't use on the show, and he, and he took off running. And uh, that was did my he, night. Did he jump back out the window? He broke glass in a door, and then he reached in and opened up the door, so he took back off, he took off through the door. Okay. I, okay. Had, I had police, I had canine units. They were scoping the whole area. Unfortunately, they did not get him. Uh, but uh, neighbors have surveillance of, of uh, the vehicle. 
Yeah. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah, so they're, they're tracking them because of that. I learned lessons because of this, Sean. I learned lessons about I don't have proper lighting. I learned lessons about stuff like that. The other lesson I learned, I actually have motion detection on my cameras, which I had kind of gotten into the habit of ignoring. Uh, yeah. And I got into the habit of ignoring them because raccoons go by them and set them off all the time. Yeah. I will not ignore them again. If I had to check them, I would have caught them 20 minutes before he did anything. Really? Yeah, so I will not ignore them again. And uh, if this happens again, uh, he's probably not going anywhere. So how long was that goof dicking around out there? Like 20 about, minutes? About 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. Now, I saw a tweet where Melissa said that this has also happened to her in the past. Yeah, I talked to her about this. Yeah. I, I was telling Kara, I don't know one person that's come face to face with a home invasion here. Yeah, we're in a big city. This I, is not I know. a Canadian well, I mean, thing. It's a city thing. Yeah, I got Twitter. It, Ewing isn't the only place that I know people. It's just surprising <laughs> to me. That for a second. <laughs> that's what I've been in. It never happened to me before. And the, the police were telling me when they looked at the surveillance, because I've got 30 cameras inside and out of my house, Sean. Yeah. And so I, uh, suffice to say, I've got tons of surveillance. They told me that he looked like an amateur based on the patterns. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's basically what happened. But, uh, you know, you always kind of think back to, man, maybe I should have waited, let him come in a little further and then jumped him. Yeah. But the police told me I did it the right way. So not so. exactly Marvin Harry you're dealing with here. Not a couple of... Professional uh, cat burglar. No, they don't think so. They don't think so. Should have no. set the micro machines out, Jimmy. Uh, you know what? I guess I could have got some Christmas ornaments and uh, and some nails in the stairs. The yeah, the micro machines. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in all seriousness, I'm glad everybody's okay because that sucks. That is it. It, it sucks, and 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 I'm I'm mad because I could have prevented it if I had have paid attention to things that I didn't. Yeah. I so that had the exact same thought process as you when you said yep. the cat or something like that. Like, yep. Exact same. That's exactly what I thought it was, but but next time I will pay attention to the notifications, uh, and I've already beefed up my yard. I've already taken care of some things and beefed bear it up. So, well, I've got two little kids, so there won't be any bear traps. Oh, no, don't do that. But, uh, but I've taken care of some things, so that's what happened. So it was a hell of a memorable Saturday night for me. What movie you know? were you watching, and did you finish it? Uh, the Mule with Clint Eastwood, and no, we Is did not finish it. Is that the movie where 90-year-old Clint Eastwood has two threesomes? Uh, he does get prostitutes, yes. That does happen. 90 years old. Yeah, and they and the girls were nowhere near that in the film. I so. would, for the sake of the, the viewing experience, I would hope. Yeah, he, uh, it, was, it was good from what I saw. Yeah. It looked like a good movie, so I'll have to go back and watch it some other time, but that's basically what happened. Pete Davidson and John Mulaney that said that the movie is all about him being a great driver, which is a superhero movie for every 90-year-old. That, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what it was. So, but it was quite good. Should we talk some pro wrestling on this wrestling podcast? I don't know if we have to. I've been talking a lot of it over the last two weeks. Really? I'm real excited to not talk about it. I should ask I should ask John, like, what do you think? Do you think that we should talk about it? Like, what do you think? Until next time, we are out. Oh, oh no! No! Press the wrong one. The champ is here! Not exactly. That's not a reaffirming statement, Jimmy. That is I not mean, him saying, yes, let's talk about pro wrestling. That's all I've got. There's this other one up here. Have I done this one yet? Maybe the real dead man 
is in his pants. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Okay, let's talk some, uh, some pro wrestling, uh, if we can somehow get serious a little bit. So the superstar shakeup, and Nigel keeps changing the angle on me, and I only notice it out of the corner of my eye, and then I have to turn to a different camera. The superstar shakeup was, uh, was this week. We're not going to go over everything because people can uh, look on Fightful or they can look on the Post Raw, Post Smackdown podcast. I'm just going to ask you, what were your overall thoughts? Smart moves. I don't know who's going to be the marquee player on Raw. I would suggest probably Becky Lynch when all is said and done, at least if, if they can keep her hot. Uh, I am very interested to see how they make the Raw women's division work. Right. Everybody's on SmackDown now. Everybody's on SmackDown. They did a lot of moves now. It was very clear to me uh, the, the fallout from the shakeup was that they're beefing up SmackDown because of the new deal in, in October. Sure. That was very obvious. Come October, SmackDown's going to be the primary brand due to the money they're getting from Fox. So, of course, they moved over Roman Reigns because he's the big guy. Like you said, a bunch of the women, Finn Balor. Now, Elias surprised me, but to me, this is good for Elias. This means that they view Elias as some kind of a special attraction. To the point so, to where Vince McMahon went out there and gave him the endorsement, so right. to speak. Which so that was not such a great thing. <laughs> no, but I, pre, I thought it was a positive thing for him. But I questioned it because Raw's got an extra hour, so they need stuff like Elias doing these kinds of segments. So yeah. it, I questioned that they moved him over, but I thought that was cool. A couple of things I want to ask you about. So you know how sometimes, Sean, creative decisions are made that makes you think that they took a bunch of people, put them in a room, said, what's the worst possible idea that you can come up with for this person, and then whatever they unanimously decide is the worst idea, that's what they go with. And I see, can't believe they did this. Well, first, I mean, if you want to go back and retread, I mean, Becky Lynch at the Rumble, worst thing they could have possibly done for Becky Lynch was lose clean by submission to Asuka. That's exactly what they did. This time out, they take the current NXT Tag Team Champions, which means that they're known, Sean... They're not nobodies. They're the current NXT Tag Team Champions, and they decide to rename them. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this to Nigel because I know Nigel doesn't know. Uh, a tag team from, from the NXT brand, Nigel. They're the current NXT Tag Team Champions. They brought them up. They decided to rebrand them. What do you think they decided to call this tag team? T tell, them their first, tell them their original name. The original first. name in, in NXT was the War Raiders. The War, the Raiders. War Raiders. Okay. And well-known team, like I said, NXT Champions. Keep in mind, Mr. Man is 74. And a little senile. What do you think he renamed them when he brought them up to the Raw brand? Again, even though that they're already known, they're not they're not newcomers by any stretch. I wouldn't even know where to begin. They're the Viking Experience. Oh God. Oh no. Call them the Viking Experience. If you took people, put them in the room, said, "What's the worst possible thing that we can call these guys on the main roster?" Berserker or Viking experience would probably come up high on that list, and that's what they're calling these guys. They're dead in the water, Sean. You call them the wet wipe gankers, and it would be better than yes. what they called them. And then, then I hear the Berserkers were, was the name that was pitched, and I'm like, that's infinitely better. That's are you way better? Are you being serious? Yes, the Berserkers was the name that was thrown out before because of the similarities to the Berserker. You could have had crowds chanting. The old berserker chant at these guys seems ready-made, right? What chant are you talking about? The Huss chant over you know, and over again. You know he stole that from Bruiser Brody. Good. Yeah. Good. And the fur boots, for that matter. He stole that from Bruiser Brody too. 
hey, cool. Daniel Bryan did it a few years ago too. He did, but that was on purpose. That wasn't that wasn't you know like a rip off thing. Well, whatever. They are what it are. One other, a couple other notes that came out of it for me. Number one, they broke up a couple of tag teams. They broke up Sanity, which is insanity. That they broke up Sanity. They never had a chance. Uh, Eric Young going to Raw. They broke up Gable and Rude. Do you think maybe Rude and uh, Eric Young might put them together on Raw? I would love that. That would make a lot of sense. I hadn't even thought about that. That would be really, really good. Um, Yeah. They could do that. Rude needs to be in a tag team. As far as Sanity, Killian Dane with Nikki Cross might be a good idea. Nikki Cross, they didn't announce where she was. Her with Bray Wyatt, his sister Abigail makes a whole lot of sense. And um, I could see Alexander Wolf doing any number of things, maybe NXT UK. That he would be a marquee name over there. They both said goodbye on Twitter, right? They both said goodbye on Twitter. They said goodbye to Sanity. Yeah, to Sanity. That's what I meant. So I don't know what the future holds for either one of them. I don't think it's very positive for either one of them. Uh, Heavy Machinery was such an afterthought. They didn't even mention them like online afterwards as moving to SmackDown until I think the next day. They suck. Well, might be nice dudes because I feel like I got to preface that every time I say somebody isn't good in the ring. Maybe they're nice dudes. Mm. That gimmick is death. It is. The one guy looks like uh, Chris Farley. They could probably use that somehow. But he does a lot. He looks like Chris Farley, and he, I, and he I think he does, and he acts like an idiot. So they could no, they could true. totally use that. Uh, now I had a look at Fox's current television rating, Sean, on Friday nights in the eight to ten o'clock time slot, because again they very obviously beefed up SmackDown because they wanted to be probably the bigger show come October. So I looked up their ratings last Friday at eight o'clock. They had Last Man Standing, which was a rerun. Keep in mind a rerun, and it did three point zero six million viewers and a point six share in the eighteen to forty nine demo. That viewership is higher than SmackDown does currently. Yeah. Uh, the demo share is slightly lower than what SmackDown does currently. SmackDown last week did 2.2 million viewers and a 0.78 share in the same demo. Uh, although it should be noted that in the male 18 to 49 demo, SmackDown did a 1.01, which was pretty much higher than anything on cable. And that's important because these are the demos that they're going after. But my question is, so 8 o'clock... That show did 3.06. At 8.30, a show called The Cool Kids did 2.55. At 9, a show called Proven Innocent did a 1.8, which is, which is on the low end. Obviously, they're paying way more for SmackDown than they're paying for The Cool Kids. So do you think that Fox is thinking, if we can maintain this viewership but increase the 18 to 49 demo, we're good? Because I think no. Oh, man, I'm really interested to see how things flesh out when it is on Fox and what kind of a bump, if any, they get, because Mm -hmm. this is way, way different than things were 20 years ago. I know they wanted on UPN really badly because they wanted to get certain demographics. They wanted to get demographics that couldn't afford cable, that didn't have cable. They wanted to get a Hispanic demographic as well. There were a lot of different reasons for wanting SmackDown on a network now. Right, right. It is real easy to get these channels now. Yeah. I, man, I, if you're asking me, like, what I think the number will be or how I think that will end up working, man, it's really hard to tell. WWE claims that their primary metric is minutes watched. Yeah, which is bullshit. And, yeah, and that's something that they tell us because we can't track it. Right. And advertisers can't track it. Right. They can just tell them. And then maybe at the end of the quarter, they can disclose it. 
And that's why you're seeing them do so many digital things. That's why they don't care how long shows are. Right. Man, there are a lot of moving parts, but ah, this is a wild one. I think they'll be lucky if they hit 3 million viewers a week. I think they'll be lucky. And obviously, they'll get a bump in the 18 to 49. They might hit 0. 0.8 uh, male-female 18 to 49. Maybe if they're lucky, they'll get a 0. 0.9. But are they going to get a bump worthy of that contract? I don't know, man. It's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to be a challenge. So let's move on. So speaking of TV, we've talked for months on this show about how the speculation was that AEW was talking to Turner uh, and speculation was TNT. There are reports now that they are in, quote, advanced talks with TNT. Uh, I don't think they plan on going head-to-head with WWE. That means there's going to be no Mondays, no Fridays. I think you said before no Tuesdays because of the NBA. Is that right? Yeah, they ain't dropping the NBA for. AEW. No, they're not. But I, I guess I mean TNT. Obviously, there's there's you know it's interesting because of the whole WCW thing, Nitro in the past. The problem I see if they do go with TNT, even though granted it's a big station and, and wide viewership and everything, they're going to get preempted a lot for uh, NBA playoffs. Yeah, that that that's why I would almost rather they go on TBS or something. Right. I know that TNT is the station that's... Flagship and all that. Flagship, all that. But, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. NBA yeah. is the priority. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I watch, I watch the NBA on TNT every night it's on. It's it's to the left of me while I work. It's that... It, it's destination viewing for somebody my age that's into basketball and stuff like that. Right. And I like wrestling. And to be honest with you, if I had the choice between the two... I'd rather listen to Shaq and Charles Barkley talk shit than watch some wrestling. That's how good it is. So they ain't dropping that. Well, let's move on and talk about someone who's become a very polarizing character, Sasha Banks. So why don't you give us the gist of what happened with her this past week? Just give us, like, the, you know, Coles and well, Oats the, the week at WrestleMania, she was informed that they were dropping the tag team titles. Uh, there have been people that said that she was also informed of the brand split, uh, of them being split, but every wrestler I talked to didn't know until like this week. So I don't know how true that is. I, I can't really verify that. Mm. She made it known that she wasn't happy about that and that she, they wanted to anchor the division. Mm-hmm. And she said that she wanted out of her deal. Mm-hmm. And after Raw, she went home. She she or didn't go home. She went to the Dominican Republic, played some putt-putt golf, watched the internet burn down. And was not at TV this week, and she wasn't drafted to SmackDown. Corey Graves buried her on commentary, but within WWE, outside of Rusev, which many would suggest is actually Lana tweeting from Rusev's account, Mm -hmm. um, nobody's really talking about it publicly. And a lot of people are calling her a crybaby and all this, and I'm thinking, man, you know who isn't calling her a crybaby? Anybody relevant within within that company. Anybody, like, there, I've... Based on the people I've talked to, there is a wealth of support from her. And so you, it's, it's all about creative dissatisfaction. Yeah, and, and here's my opinion on it. So I can understand if you are a lower-level talent. Let's say you're Dana Brooke, as, as an example. With all due respect to Dana Brooke, let's say you're her. I could understand her maybe looking at it and saying, look, she's featured prominently on TV every week. She was in the women's title picture. Now she was the first women's tag team champion I can understand her looking at that and, and maybe being, you know, dissatisfied with the turn of events. But here's my opinion. Nobody wants to be content with mediocrity. And, exactly. if, you, and if you are content with mediocrity, you're going to face a lot of other challenges in your life. And so I look at it like Sasha Banks wants more. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. And 
with all due respect to Sasha Banks, WWE will survive without her, and they will survive. She will survive without them, and so maybe they just let her go. I know they're going to think, "Oh, we let her go. She's going to go to AEW." So what? You know what I mean? If there's if if there's so many people on the roster, they have nothing for Sean. They have. It used to be that you'd hear about a handful of guys about, "Oh, creative has nothing for you." They have nothing for most of the roster. Now. And, and I think a lot of that's on them too. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't hear a lot of people calling Luke Harper a crybaby. No, no. And, I mean, his was different, too, because he was sitting at home. I think it's one thing. The reason, I th- again, that I think people are calling her a crybaby is because she was featured prominently on television. That's why. And whereas Luke Harper, once he was healthy, he was sitting at home not being used. That is, I think, the disconnect that people have. What is featured prominently? Because I don't consider their 2018 featured prominently. I consider Sasha Banks and Bayley as a wasted 2018 where they were begging for tag team titles that WWE had yeah. already decided on, but then just wouldn't they wouldn't shit or get off the pot with the titles. Oh, it's true. I'm not I'm not defending yeah. the company whatsoever, but but uh, you know at least she was featured compared to him. He was sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, but I you mean, know? like it, a lot of it's creative dissatisfaction. Like, yeah, the revival 100%. were featured. The revival were featured. Um, there there were lots of people that are featured. Dean Ambrose is featured heavily, but he was like, man, this sucks. Right. When's the last time you heard over four four and a half months? 10 people yeah on the roster just on the roster yeah that were yeah. like let me out of here not only that road dog take a look took a look at things and he says you know what i do all this work throughout the week then you come back and you undo it i'm yep. stepping down then rd evans was walks up a very creative guy a very important guy to that writing staff shook vince mcmahon's hand and said to him apparently i hope you learned something today to vince mcmahon wow yeah, it's it's been an interesting time. I mean, there's a couple other things, too. You look at, uh, let's talk about the Usos for a second. So I've never been a big fan of their work, but I respect their work. Uh, a couple of tag teams, the Hardy Boys and the New Day, they came up publicly this week talking about how much they love having the Usos in the locker room. Uh, the New Day, I think it was Xavier Woods, talked about how they make the, the road tolerable. It's, it's having the Usos around. So there's a situation where they got moved to Raw. Is that going to have a negative impact on the SmackDown locker room? I mean, that's a question, right? I think with so, the addition of Roman Reigns, maybe not. Roman maybe Reigns not. is legitimately a locker room leader. Like, he he was the guy that I was always told booted Enzo out, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh, like, he is – he commands respect, and he, he helps that locker room, which I think that it's not the locker room that's the issue, based on what I hear. Yeah. I think it's – creative dissatisfaction and it's what we've said over and over again yep laziness it's like oh let's get us to here let's get us to here let's get us to here and then every time along the way vince mcmahon's taking things and saying ah no let's do something else i don't want to do this oh by the way let's call up these four people at random no warning nothing it's a mess in that regard and even becky lynch all right, Becky Lynch is one of the most pushed people in the company, one of the few that's pushed pretty heavily. She did an interview with the National out of Abu Dhabi. She was asked if she was worried that she was going to lose the WrestleMania main event spot to Brian and Kofi. And this is a quote from Becky Lynch. Uh, she said she was worried, and she said, quote, because you never know in this place, which is a great thing, but also a bad thing and a terrifying thing, especially when you're trying to achieve all of your dreams. Even Becky Lynch, who's one of the most pushed people in the company, is unsure about creative. Yeah, And that's telling to me, because if anybody right now you think would be happy with the creative direction, it would be Becky Lynch. And even she said, you just never know in this company. It's, it's the truth, man. Like so, I, can't, yeah. 
I used to get the scripts and they would be different. Yeah. Minutes before they went on the we went on the air with stuff like stuff was still changing. Yep. They would literally, Jimmy, change the names of jobbers during the show. Yeah. Like yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. I wonder happen. I wonder what John would do if he was told that his creative was gonna be changing last minute like that. If you want some, Tom get some. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> there's, there's horrible... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Context. What are you doing? <laughs> that was kind of the point. Let's go to stupid people. Sure. <laughs> stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. In the new segment, we came up with this stupid people. Stupid people, stupid because I I would like more of the white shot, but oh, we're live on the air while yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Live. Oh, and we and I have and I have this camera right now. I don't have yeah. that camera. I have the this near one. record number of people watching, which makes me think we need to screw up more, Jimmy. Right in the penis. So this first one, I'm over here. This first one was reported by the Associated Press on April 15. And once again, Sean, these are just good, man. They're good, and they're real. So there's a 40-year-old man out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he's suing his parents for damages totaling $87,000. Why is he suing his parents for $87,000? Because they... Ugh. Melissa, why is he suing his parents for $87,000? Tiny wiener blaming it on genetics. You actually... Oh, Are shit! I dropped my beer. I dropped my beer. You You're actually kind of on the right track. Kind of. He's suing them for $87,000 because they threw out his 12 boxes of porn. Oh, that's not really the same. Uh, maybe because he's got a micropenis. I don't know. It's possible. Mm. The family moved from Michigan to Indiana, and the porn did not make the trip. The man values his collection at 29000 so he's suing his parents for three times their worth. He was pissed that they threw out his 12 boxes of porn. And should I reiterate that he's 40, Sean? I mean, get a, get a hard drive or something, a flash drive, use the internet. I so I was going to say, I was going to say, use the internet. You're not 80. You know how to use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we should do, Jimmy? Cancel what? Fightful and just publish a magazine. Is that what we should do? That's what we should do. I'm sure there's no way that could go wrong. Yeah, it'd be good. Let's move on. Next one. <laughs> Reported by CTV News on April 16. I put this one in because I, I wanted Nigel's thoughts maybe on this one. So there's a woman out of Montreal, Sean, and she's getting ready to fight the city of Montreal, the Public Transit Corporation, and a local police officer in Supreme Court for an incident that occurred 10 years ago. She's already been through multiple courts, multiple times for this. What do you think happened 10 years ago that led to all of this? Her dick fell off. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> so 10 years ago, 
in a subway station in Laval, Quebec. She uh, and a police officer got, had a little tiff. She got ticketed $100 for failing to hold the rail on the escalator. Yeah, huh? that's right. Yeah. Ten years ago, she got a ticket for $100 for failing to hold the rail, the handrail, on an escalator. And for ten years, she also got uh, $320, another ticket for failing to identify herself. So $420 total. For ten years, she's been fighting in and out of court, battling this. She says it's her civil liberty to do it. 10 years. You know what I have to say, Sean? I have to say that she has no concept of the value of her time. No concept, yeah, Sean. It's true. Is your civil liberty worth 10 years of shit for $420 and your principles? I agree. I agree. Isn't that ludicrous, Nigel? If that happened to me, you know what I would do? Yeah. I would frame the ticket. I would shake the officer's hand. I would, say, I would say thank you because I have a story from my podcast, and I put the thing on the wall here. That's what I would do. Right next to our Air Lucha mask. There you go, which is around here somewhere. Yeah, we got to find it. This last one, Sean, this is for the SRS file, reported by thenextweb.com on April 4th. Uh, you might have heard about this once. There's an Argentinian company called Tulipan, and they're getting heat online for a product they created to promote consensual sex. Did you hear about this one? No. Good. It's called the consent condom. We have a video. Put that video up, Nigel. So it's a box that can only be opened if four hands press buttons on each side of it simultaneously to unlock it. Called the consent condom. Seems like a lot of effort. George Costanza would not be pleased. What are your thoughts, Sean? Nothing to quite set the mood like saying, hey. Right? Hey. Get gonna need to put those hands to work four hands at the same time for that one sean i mean there are some people who have trouble opening a jar of pickles so (laughs) (laughs) yeah you kind of did didn't he yeah so uh, let's move on i want to talk about the undertaker so it came out recently that he's dropping q a's he's only doing meet and greets that includes the uk tour coming up which was heavily promoted for months that he was going to be doing Q&As and meet and greets. Mick Foley is now taking his place in the Q&As. Mick Foley on Facebook claims that The Undertaker went to Connecticut, Sean, met with WWE, tried to convince them to let him do the Q&As, and they said no. So now he's only doing meet and greets. What are your thoughts on the whole thing? Do you think it's true? I think it's stupid. What do you think? There's a reason there's no chatter about dead man talking there's a reason there's no chatter about the podcast there's no chatter about any of that that existed a few months ago and when i look at that i wonder how is anybody that books the undertaker going to get their money back they're not and and i was going to say that too so he's he was commanding 25 grand an hour 60 grand a day there is no chance that they're going to get that back probably strictly off meet and greets. His price is going to have to come down. I they, don't they under. Can't, they can't even fit, make that work at three hundred bucks. It would be difficult, and I, I know that um, uh, Mick Foley claims on Facebook that WWE's explanation is that it's the mystique of the Undertaker character, and they don't want him doing Q and A's to blow that mystique. I call absolute bullshit on that. It's WWE trying to handcuff Taker and trying to control him. And the thing I don't understand is he's not even part time. At this point, he doesn't even wrestle once a year. What the fuck would the Undertaker care? 
if WWE they're, they're putting together a documentary on him right now. I heard about that. I heard about that, but I don't think it's a co- coincidence that it just started around the time that all this other stuff did. Yeah, the whole thing sounds stupid to me, but that's what they're doing. Uh, moving on to Ring of Honor, uh, you dropped some scoopskis this week, Sean. Yeah, I did, and I'm still working on more. Let's man. talk about it. Talk about what you heard and what you reported. So there's a lot of changes going on in Ring of Honor right now. We saw Enzo come in. We saw Cass come in. Velvet Sky, Angelina Love. Obviously, Bully Ray is gaining some influence there. And I'm told that uh, Delirious Hunter Johnson is kind of losing some influence, or at least has. Right. Uh, Joey Mercury, another name that has gained some influence. Uh, I mean, even when I spoke to PCO, he told me that Bully Ray was integral in bringing him in. So, I mean, there, there's some names like that that Bully Ray apparently helped. Joey Mercury has taken over for Danny Cage. Danny Cage works, uh, he runs the Monster Factory, had been heading up their developmental, their ROH dojo. He had some kind of like out-of-the-box ideas in, in order to pro- like change their production and do mm-hmm. some things. And I'm told that they were like, no, we do things our way. And there was some major disagreements there. They let Danny Cage go. Joey Mercury is taking over that role. Joey Mercury... Uh, is prominently featured as, I don't know what his role is with MCW, but he got Sons of Savagery hired out of MCW to a developmental deal. I've heard that he's pushing for Maria Manic to come in. Uh, I know that there was a lot of heat on people that basically helped facilitate All In. like Because they basically gave their competition a crash course in how to run a wrestling event. Uh, In addition to that, in a situation that I'm following up with tonight, I'm told that two more office employees quit right after the New Japan G1 show last week. So it's just been, I've been sitting on this for like two weeks now, and mm-hmm. I kept getting told by several different people, oh, well, I'll tell you this, but then this is about to happen, and this is about to happen. And it got to the point of finally where I was like, i got to file the report. And I posted right. it on Fightful Select Monday. It ran today on Fightful.com, and I'm still getting people that are like, hey – there's more to this. And I mean, I know that there are a couple people in ring of honor mad that I put it out there, but I mean, it's news. It's going to get broken. It's in creative and all that stuff. I mean, I don't think that anything particularly negative emerged from this story. So I don't know what they're so upset about. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was, I was going to say a couple of things. So first and foremost, when the people from ring of honor were at the all in show, did ring of honor give their blessing for that? What was that? Sorry. When when the Ring of Honor people worked the All In show, the crew, did Ring of oh, Honor yeah. give their blessing for that? Yeah, Ring of Honor. I, I, from what I understand, Ring of Honor's name was on a bunch of checks. I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor owns the All In footage. Well, if that's true, then tough shit. Yeah. How 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 can you come back now and say and and be upset that these guys were given a crash course on running a show when you did it willingly? Tough shit. And made a lot of money off of it. And made, right, made a lot, not a lot of money off it. And I also want to say one thing. I'm going to put you over, which I, I try not to do too much because you're going to get a swelled head. But I just want people to know this. The Sasha Banks story, Sean heard about that like WrestleMania weekend and did not report on it until he had more uh, more sources coming. Come in, come in, uh, I, I joked with Alex. I was like, God damn, I don't want to break this story. <laughs> right. Her stands are like, I, I've said on the air. I would lead a nation of Sasha Banks stands against any army in the world, and we would win. Yeah, but to your credit, you had this right away, and you didn't report on it. And then another source, I think, kind of broke it first publicly. But you had it, meaning a weekend, but you waited till more sources came through. So good on you, man. He, yeah, Sean, Sean told me about it like WrestleMania night or something that he had heard this stuff. So, so good for you. A lot, 
that goes on in that that type of situation and like the revival thing too it's like people were like oh well why did you wait to report that and i was like because people are saying they said this they did this i'm like i don't know what they did i know that people backstage are saying it seems like they quit but there was no formal request and like there are a lot of ways that we have to word things that are important to me that way people can't misconstrue them because i was like me and Alex were talking like we got to specifically say in my opinion on our shows now because people are taking like little five second sound bites and turning them into news stories. Right. That are news stories. I don't know. But the good news is I don't have to say in my opinion because I'm not a wrestling journalist. So that part's pretty awesome. Let me ask you about this. Ronda Rousey. Uh, a lot of stuff's come out this week about her quote unquote impregnation vacation. Did she have the surgery that you reported she was supposed to have on Tuesday? No, I don't know. I don't know if okay. she did or not. Um, and the, the uh, she's going on vacation to get pregnant. She wants to have a family. Yeah, she's so. been working on it for a while. She's been talking about it for a while. She, yeah, she uh, among her circle of friends, it was widely known, but it was something that I think I mentioned to you and Alex. Like until she makes it public, that's not something that I really care to talk about. But yeah, 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 she's, yeah. she's been she's made it well known within her her circle of people that she was going to take time off after WrestleMania. Uh, I can't. I, I can't help myself. I have to do this one. So Travis Brown is going to get it right in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. I had to do it. It was too easy. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar pulling the same shit again? Because I have been adamant for months that he's not going to fight again. You and I used to kind of battle on that a little bit before, huh? He's- He's so going to fight. So before Mania, it was reported that Brock was going to fight Daniel Cormier in August for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. And now Dana White is saying nothing is in the works. Do you think it's posturing or do you think he's going to fight? I think it's posturing because nothing that Dana White says holds a lot of weight. Really? No, no women in MMA or no women in the UFC. John Jones not headlining an event again. Yeah. High weights are coming. Come on. I'm curious. I don't know. Would you ever fight Brock Lesnar? I'm curious about that. He has. He has multiple times, Jimmy. I meant in a UFC cage. I meant in a UFC cage. Yeah, that's what I meant. He, you heard what he just said. So I don't know about that. Congratulations to MLW. Uh, I know that right now, you know, WWE, AEW, they get most of the press, it seems. MLW, their show just started on Free Sports in the UK. It's a free-to-air station. It's in about 18 million homes. They got a Monday night time slot uh, at 10, 15 p.m. Kudos to Court Power Bauer, man. He is hustling. He is hustling. Doing some good work. Uh, he is. I, I admire he is. that. And um, it, very good on the press end, too. Uh, a note to companies. You want us to cover your show, it doesn't hurt to send us press releases. We will run those. And he does it for virtually every Everything. single match that is announced. And right. that's why almost every single match that is announced gets covered on Fightful. People people ask me that all the time. How do I get my interviews covered on Fightful and all that stuff? Transcribe them. Send us transcripts. goes a long way. Get, yeah. get your stuff out there. Work to make people pay attention. And Court Bauer and MLW are doing that. 
I agree. Uh, AEW, let's talk about a couple of things coming up for them. So first off, this Fighter Fest. I don't know if we talked about this last week or not. If it was me, I would have avoided the Fire Festival spoof. It's a skit. Yeah, it's just a skit. I know it is. I would have avoided it. It's still a hot-button topic. A lot of people got fucked. A lot of people lost a lot of money. I would have avoided even spoofing it, but whatever. They did it, but I find it very interesting that they've announced. So June 29 is this Fighter Fest, uh, which is the thing that Omega does every year. They've announced that there's going to be a big match, the Bucks and Omega against the Lucha Bros and Pac. That's a hell of a matchup. Yes. Uh, is this this is going to be streamed somewhere? I assume. I, I would assume so. I'll find out. But um, yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a matchup. And then they announced that uh, the fight for the Fallen Show they're doing in Jacksonville in July. Omega against Sima, which is the the new guy from China that they just hired full time. They're going one on one on that show. These are interesting matches, man. Yeah, you know? well, um, I I love it. I think that uh, it's smart to announce these way ahead of time. And also, uh, Shima is from Japan, but he's been wrestling in China. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, because yeah. I knew he was part oh, of... He, uh... he's, he's been wrestling in China as a part of the OWA. Yeah, thing. that's it. That's it. That's they it. just had a major investor pull out. So Did they? Yeah, there's some chips to fall there. Really? Um, but, okay. I mean, I, I like it. They're, they're, they're announcing things ahead of time. I would then build it on whatever programming that they have, but I think it's smart. It helps move them tickets, and I, I'm interested to see how the setup is for stuff like this. And, and also, once they get full-time TV, we'll see if they're announcing matches six months in advance, because probably not. Yeah, probably you not. Know? And so. I'm, I'm interested to see how often they go live. With the TV? I think they want to do it weekly live. I hope they do. I think it's a smart idea. Live is important. When I yeah. spoke to Eric Bischoff, and he said that was one of the main things that he had to do. Like, he couldn't match WWE slick graphics and all that, so he wanted yep. to go live every week, and he wanted to do things differently. Yep. And I think that's what they got to do. And I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, so Bray Wyatt, he's teasing Sister Abigail. Either that or he's teasing a Saw remake. Uh, do you have any insight on that? Hell no, I don't have any insight on it. Okay, I know you guys are speculating that Nikki Cross would be good and all that yeah, stuff. She, she would be good. She'd be yeah, great yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. And he's been healthy for a long time. He's I'm, another one of those guys, man. Creative's got nothing for you. He's another and, one. Well, to, to be fair to him, he put himself in that situation. He had some heat on him last year because of uh, the car wreck that he was in that was his fault, apparently. Mm. Uh, and that's from people really close to the situation. I know that his marriage kind of carried over and yeah. caused him to miss a couple dates. The divorce did, yep. but I think that's all together. But he's, from what I understand, he's been good to go since like mid-November. Right. And I, I mean, for the love of God, I saw him wrestle in late November. He was at Starcade. That's right. That's right. And, and that was a one and done. Well, yeah, he, he wrestled there and then did a couple of live event shots. I think he did the, uh, I think he did Chicago and Buffalo. And maybe Columbus, and that's it. And then hasn't wrestled at all this year. Well, you know what? He needs to be the leader of a family or a cult. That's when he's at his best. Yeah. So I like the fact they're teasing Sister Abigail, and then they need to to bring more people into it. Why is my camera so fuzzy? What I was I just going to ask you that, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Of- What'd there you do, Sean? What'd you do, Sean? No, no. It was, I think it was the focus or something. What did he do? What did he if do? If bought me a Nintendo Switch, this would have never happened. You know, whenever his sh- his shot goes fuzzy like that, you can't see me. <laughs> That's basically what happens in that situation. Oh my God. So, uh, 
Let's move on. Let's talk about injuries. Let's talk about WWE injuries because there have been a lot of them. So right now, Daniel Bryan is injured. Uh, Sheamus is injured. What's wrong with the two of them? I don't know what's wrong with Daniel Bryan, but Sheamus, uh, I don't know what's wrong with him now, but I had people telling me last year that they would be surprised if he made it to WrestleMania because the shape that his neck was in. Right. He made it to WrestleMania. Now, I can't speak and say that, that that's what's going on. Uh, that broke right before we went on the air. So, yep, uh, yep. Okay, we'll find out more. Nia Jax tore the ACL in both knees. Both knees. Yikes. She's going to be out for quite some time. Yeah, I, the generous, generous timetable that I was told is that they are expecting her back maybe in a year. <laughs> Based on the condition that she's in and all that, and uh, if they if they got real lucky, maybe Royal Rumble time. Isn't now, she in her forties now? Nia Jax, no, Tamina is. Oh, Tamina is. How old is Nia Jax? Nia is mid thirties. I think she's thir- she'll be thirty five next month. Thirty five. And uh, okay. the thing is, you got the type of frame she does. Yeah. Uh, that that is not easy on your knees. Now, no. It's worth noting, WWE has been known in recent years to work injuries and, like, timetables and stuff. We saw it with Dean Ambrose, John Cena, yep. Ron Strowman. So for all we know, it could actually be meniscus tears or yep. MCLs or all that, and then they're bringing her back in the summer because, you know, that's just what they do. You know what would have been awesome? It would have been awesome is if, if when she got that news, if she had have gone into the WWE locker room told the other wrestlers this is what's happening and then on her way out said until next time we are out that no. would have been awesome no, that would have been lame that would have been, been really good because that is, <laughs> that is rough that is that is going to be a long time of doing absolutely it is nothing. it is it's unfortunate and then Big E's got the meniscus tear uh ray and aj look like they're doing better they're both on tv this week yeah aj was at uh an indie show or something i feel like bill barons was getting an award and he's he's very close with bill barons i think is as an agent or manager or something like that yeah and uh i was told that aj told people that he was feeling better so that's good because he missed uh, last monday's access and was replaced by kofi cool i did an interview with bill barons years ago yeah he is a he is yeah he, he books wrestlers for uh third-party appearances and stuff like that so that's cool. Bobby Lashley, he was interviewed by Sky Sports. He said he's still under contract with Bellator. He said, quote, time is ticking, and he'd like to fight again, maybe the summer after SummerSlam. Of course, he called out Ryan Bader because he's the champion, which is not going to happen. Do you think Bobby Lashley is going to fight again? I do. Now, here's the thing. Dan Lambert told James Lynch, a fightful, that he didn't think that Bobby Lashley was going to fight again. And I think right. Dan Lambert would probably have a pretty good idea of whether or not he's going to fight again because – the camp. I mean, that, that's where he's from. But I don't think it's that out of that out of the possibility that he fights Ryan Bader, Jimmy. Really? Because he's five and zero in Bellator. Talk about the the quality of opponent all you want. Bellator, you know Bellator, Jimmy. Yeah. They would rationalize that shit. They put on Kimbo Slice versus Dada Five Thousand. Yeah. A fight in which a man technically died in the fight. And yeah. then the man who won the fight may have very well, just speculation, have had lingering conditions as a result of that fight that killed him. Oh, but he won the fight. I think that Ryan Bader would make short work of Bobby Lashley. Too. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say again, not that, not that the, the door is closed on this because Brock Lesnar hasn't retired from wrestling. 
there's a program right in front of their faces with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, something that I think that wrestling fans and MMA fans would really be interested in because Bobby Lashley is the one guy on the roster. Not only is, is he physically the size of Brock, but he's got the background that Brock has. That is a program in your face, ready to go, and they haven't done it, and it is a travesty that they haven't done that, that story. And I wish they would because I, I, as a fan, would love to see that. If I'm WWE... I'm dialing up the UFC. I'm one. I'm getting Bobby Lashley out of that contract, and I'm saying, "Hey, you know what would do a bunch of buys and wouldn't affect anything? Just go ahead and throw Lashley and Lesnar in that cage. We'll split some of the revenue. We'll do some of this. We'll promote it on our show. Mm. Why not? I mean, they could do it, and then and then they could just do like a wrestling rematch or something. You know what I mean? You're damn right. Like, there's a lot they could do. One more thing on my on my uh, list this week: Michael Cole. So he's getting a lot of hate online. So first we had the Pat McAfee story. I think most people have probably heard about it now. Pat McAfee on WrestleMania Sunday was, uh, he actually technically quit because he was wearing a tuxedo with shorts and Michael Cole shit all over him. And Vince McMahon, I guess, oh, yeah, okay. I, figuratively. I for sure not. <laughs> Vince McMahon, uh, I guess, thought it was cool because of LeBron James. Is that true, Sean? Yeah. He had heard that LeBron somebody, James wears them? Showed LeBron James showed Vince a picture of LeBron James wearing a short suit. Yes, he said. According to McAfee, he said, "I'm hip. I've seen it." Right. So he was cool with it, even though Cole shit on it. Then Alex Del Barrio, he was the former NXT ring announcer under the name Alex Reyes. He backed up what McAfee said on Twitter, and he said that Cole had quote a ridiculous and irrationally nonsensical temper. Now, my a story that I've heard, and I believe Justin Roberts put this in his book, I think he did, was the hands-to-go story. Have you heard that? You've heard that one, Sean? So Justin Roberts had a little uh, portable hand massager. Or not hand massager, like a back massager, but it was a portable one called hands-to-go. And he was kind of selling them. He was selling them. Why are you laughing? Okay, I did not, I did not say... I never said that. If he had four of them, he could open up a condom. He could. He could open up a condom. Yeah. But anyway, Justin had these, and a lot of the talent on the roster used it, uh, and a lot of them posted on social media. But I remember Randy Orton was one of the guys that really put it over, and a lot of the guys put it over. Michael Cole pulled Justin aside at a show because Michael Cole was in charge of the ring announcers and, and uh, you know the commentary crew, whatever, pulled Justin Roberts aside and basically said, don't bring that shit around anymore. Uh, and Justin was like, I, I'm not peddling it. I'm not like, I don't have a concession, you know, thing at the booth or anything. Like, people want it, and I have access to it, and I get it for them. But that's what Michael Cole said. Don't bring that shit around anymore. And uh, so, yeah. That's well, Why are you laughing? bizarre. <laughs> I think that, yeah, it, it is a little odd. But I think the fact that you didn't, you didn't take your blue chew. <laughs> You are abusing that thing. That is becoming a new thing. Anyway. He's exhibiting some good self-control. I would I've been good. That, yeah. I've been good. I could have literally played this thing like, like a piano. Jimmy. What's up, you guys? I Do you know have. how confusing this is for the audio listener? Uh, okay, so any of our, our audio listeners on iTunes, do yourself a favor this week. Check out YouTube.com uh, slash Fightful. Check out what we're doing because it's funny. And then you can also see the ringer while you're at it. The champ <laughs> is here! I hope. Anyway, I think that McAfee having that type of attitude probably helped him. I think the fact that he stood up for himself a long way because 
How many, did. how many announcers do you think? Oh! We lost Sean, but that's okay because time was up anyway, and it was the end of the show anyway. And so all I want to say to people is... Until next time, we are out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling.